Hi, this is Ed Nichols, Superintendent of Madison City Schools, and you are sitting with the soup. This is our podcast that we use for Madison City Schools to allow our listeners to have a deeper understanding of the programs and exciting things that are happening in Madison City Schools. Uh, One of the most exciting times of the year is when students begin to create schedules for the next year. Uh, Middle schools, elementary students rise to the middle school and there's all kinds of electives that they can choose. And and then, of course, the high school students as they prepare to meet all the graduation requirements. But it's a very challenging time for moms and dads. I can remember having my daughters filling out her schedule and trying to help her to think about long-term decisions in those. And I have two people here today that uh, certainly understand that and help our district. I have Dr. Heather Donaldson, who's our Chief Academic Officer, and Ms. Sharon Powell, who is our Coordinator of Secondary Education. Hello, ladies. How are you? Great. Fine, thanks. Great. Uh, Heather, start with a little bit about new courses and uh, and those things that high school students will begin to look at as they take their schedule and begin to figure out classes. Okay, well every year um, we go through a process in our curriculum and registration and we seek input from teachers and students and administrators. We want to know what classes they would like to offer or if any classes need to be removed or changes from the State Department. And um, Mrs. Powell does a fantastic job of meeting with teachers and administrators to gather their input. And uh, we all sit down and have conversations about what are the best classes for our students. One of the main uh, reasons we do that is because we want to make sure that we always offer a viable curriculum in Madison City. And we have innovative programs and we continue to offer experiences to help our students excel at the highest levels. So we, we go through these processes in um, the fall semester to gather input of the courses that should be offered. We have those conversations with administrators and then of course with you, Dr. Nichols, and then we do a board presentation, usually January or February, to get all the, the courses board approved for the following school year. And after we get the courses board approved, then um, the schools start to roll out their registration opportunities. We share packets of registration courses uh, with the students and then we have curriculum fairs in February and students um, who are moving from one school to the next like rising sixth graders and rising ninth graders get an opportunity to go to the school that they will be transitioning to just to get a feel for the school, be able to talk to teachers, hear from students about the different courses um, that are offered and the opportunities they can take advantage of. Now I know that this year our rising ninth graders will have to adapt to a new requirement from the state for their graduation. It will not affect rising 10th, 11th, or 12th graders, but that the state has, has changed the requirements, and there's some requirements, um, Sharon, about career tech and how that plays into graduation. Tell, one of you tell us a little bit about that change so that rising ninth grade parents will know there's a new requirement. Um, it's, it's actually rising 8th grade, and the state initially said rising ninth grade, and they just changed it to rising 8th grade. Well, I'm already behind. Look give. at that. I'm already behind. Isn't that great? I'm glad we met today. I'm, nobody asked me a question. I'm already a day behind. 
that, and that just gives one more year for school systems and students to get prepared for that. And basically what the state has added is the college and career readiness graduation requirement. College and career readiness has been a requirement previously, but in the past it only affected the school's A to F report card. So starting with, it's this year's 7th graders, next year's 8th graders, students will have to be mindful of earning that college and career readiness graduation requirement. There are um, nine different ways that they can earn that requirement, and that is through benchmarking on the ACT. They can earn a qualifying score on an AP or an now, IB Now, exam. does their benchmark on the ACT have to be in every category of the ACT or no. just the overall score of the, or one area? Just one area. So an 18 in English, a 22 in reading, a 22 in math, or a 23 in science. Just one of those areas. So they benchmark on the ACT or they mm -hmm. pass an AP course. Yes, or an IB course. Or an IB course. Offer IB, but if they come to us with a passing score on an IB exam, that can and we have about 37 AP courses that we, we offer. We, We're adding one more this year, pre-Cal. Correct. We currently offer 33. 33. Next, okay. next year, it'll be 34 okay. of the 39 AP course offerings. Okay. Uh, Another way that they can um, earn that college career readiness credential is by dual enrollment credit. They have to pass a college course and it be on the transcript or they earn a silver certificate. Now on let me the go back keys. for just a second. So we partner with Calhoun. Yes. And Drake. Yes. And UAH. Correct. And now we've expanded that partnership to Alabama and to Auburn. That is and correct. And they can take a class and that dual enrollment class counts to meet the requirement for that career area in the future. That is Again, correct. we're talking about rising eighth graders, but Okay. That is All correct. Right. So another way is the silver certificate on the work keys. Which is a work-based test made by ACT that, is, that many yes. of our industries use as entrance credentials to work. That's correct. Okay. Now, unlike the ACT on the work keys, you have to earn a silver certificate or a four on all three of those subject areas. So that's applied math, graphic literacy, and workplace documents. Um, another way to become college and career ready is to enlist in a branch of the military, um, or you can earn an industry-recognized credential through one of our career tech academies, or you can participate in an in-school youth internship. And then the final way is um, to become a CTE completer, and that is where you take three or more courses in one career tech academy, and you have to earn a C or higher in all three of those courses, and if you complete that requirement, then you would be a CTE completer, and that would count for college career readiness. So, Sharon, this is very complex for mom and dad out there. How, how do we help them navigate this for their student? Absolutely. Well, you know, starting in the middle school, you know, not only do we have students coming to the middle school from the elementary schools, but we have the middle school counselors, and they go and they meet with the fifth grade students uh, several times to help them go through their packet to make sure that when they send their packet back that they've chosen the correct uh, base classes in addition to enough electives. So they have that guidance there. 
And then our rising ninth graders, they get the same kind of uh, support with our high school counselors. Our high school counselors will meet with students, help them build their four-year plan out, help them make adjustments to their four-year plan so they can feel confident going to the next grade level. And so we hold curriculum nights for both middle and high school. We do. And counselors go and, of course, talk to the students and provide them a packet. I assume it's on the packet is online, but they also get a paper copy of the packet. That's correct. And uh, that way they can kind of get that ahead of time and then go to the meetings and talk about that. Now, at the high school, we have AP courses. Yes. And then the next level under the AP course would be honors. honors and then we would have a grade level course. Right. And we would encourage students that are thinking about going to a four-year university to, at a minimum, take an honors course. But uh, taking an AP course would be our first line because it would be the rigor that they may need as they go to coursework. And uh, so at middle school, how do, how do the, are those options? We have honors English classes for grades 6, 7, and 8. And we have accelerated math for 6, 7, and 8. We offer pre-AP world history in eighth grade for our, uh, our students that are interested in history. And so we have a number of opportunities in addition to our PLTW courses. Now those are hands-on courses. Uh, they are entry-level courses. So students still have that confidence in math and science and they can go in and they can get a head start learning about things that they may want to um, fully discover later on or, or learning what they don't like. You know, a lot of times it's just as important to learn early what you don't like uh, as it is to learn, to learn what you do like. But now when they get to high school, due to this change in requirement, they can't just cherry pick different career tech classes because if that's the way they're going to attain that, that certificate or that graduation requirement, they have to get in a pathway an academy and work their way through classes that are offered in that academy and they take three of those. But that's just one of like nine ways that they can meet that requirement. Right. If students want to take multiple courses in multiple career tech academies, Madison City Schools does not hold a student back. We've had students take courses in five or six different career academies <clears throat> to try their hand at cybersecurity, um, other computer science classes, engineering, construction, welding, um, our advanced manufacturing class. We, we've had students try it all. But in order to attain the college and career readiness graduation requirement, if students want their pathway to be CTE completer, they have to make sure that they take three courses in one career tech academy mm -hmm. in order to fulfill that requirement. If that's the one of the nine pathways Correct. that we talked about. Okay. Correct. Um, so, there are some new courses uh, that we will be offering this year. Uh, again, let me let folks know, we have an AP pathway, and, and that is set up by the College Board Advanced Placement, and they set the criteria for that. And you take a test to, at the end of the year, students take a test and they score, and if they can get a three, four, or five certain colleges at one of those levels, uh, we'll give them college credit. I know my daughter, my daughter did that. Um, and then, you know, that's really outside the district. It's a focus of the college board. But then we have state courses that are part of the state uh, that are, are, let, are set out by the state. And I know that some of our changes this year are because the state discontinued some courses or they folded courses in. So we have some new courses. What, what new courses do we have? 
We have a personal finance course, counseling and mental health class, and an AP pre-calculus class that we're adding to high school this year. So, so like the mental health class is for students who want to go into the field of mental health. It's not a class um, that, that deals with their personal need if right. they have it for mental health. It's a, it's a class for people who want to look into just like medical uh, fields and they want to go into that. Absolutely. And, um, and so that's one of the new courses that the state has put out. Um, you, personal finance, I think, is a fantastic course. I wish probably that my daughter had had that. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Uh, but we also have some partnerships. We have a CDL partnership with Calhoun where students can go out there and go through a completely paid program and get a CDL license. That's that, correct. That's a state initiative. And also, there's one more. There's a heavy equipment. Heavy equipment. I knew that. I'm trying to remember what that was. And those would count toward that completion because you would get a work-based Credential. Yes, that, that's correct. And we're excited that Calhoun is opening those opportunities up to our students. The The slots are small. The, num the number of students from each school system, it's a small number, but that's an exciting opportunity for a student to potentially pursue CDL or heavy equipment um, and graduate and move out into the workforce uh, ready to go right into a, some type of career opportunity with CDL or heavy equipment. You know, we talk a lot about AP and credentials and Calhoun, but there's a lot at the middle school level. Students have, that are rising into the middle school have a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, we have fine arts, the band and the chorus and drama and art, um, but there's other, there's green power, there's project lead the way that's a hands-on um, career initiative. What else? Foreign language? Um, Technical theater at Discovery. <laughs> We, we offer 54 elective courses in our middle school. 54? My goodness, there are, there are high schools in this state that don't offer 54 electives, Dr. Donaldson. That, that's right, 54 elective courses, and that includes 17 of our career tech um, elective opportunities for 6th through 8th grade students. And you know, that 54 doesn't include all the world languages that we offer. It doesn't include the multiple levels of on-level or advanced or accelerated courses that Ms. Powell talked about earlier. That's amazing. There, when we transitioned sixth grade to the middle school a few years ago, we dove deep into all of our elective course offerings to make sure that every one of our program areas had a, a three-course sequence. Mm -hmm. So students, if they were interested in something in, in STEM or fine arts area, that they could take a three-course sequence. Maybe that's sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, or maybe that's two courses um, as a seventh grader and one course as an eighth grader. Whatever their schedule would allow and whatever opportunities they wanted to pursue, that we would have those available And for we students. will offer all of those at Journey. That is correct. So we will have three middle schools that will offer that. That is correct. Well, that's that's amazing. It takes a lot of, a lot of effort on, on the counselors and the assistant principals and all of you in the curriculum field uh, to manage all of that. And, uh, and also, I'm thankful that our board and our system is committed to funding that. You know, the state funds very little of those extracurricular choices. And uh, so that's local funds that we get outside of what the state gives us. And we invest those in those programs. So here we are. I'm, I've got a rising student and I'm, I'm get this material and, and I'm just overwhelmed. Give me your best piece of advice, Ms. Powell, for what 
what a parent would want to do? Okay. That's, a, that's a great question. Just slow down and breathe. Uh, counselors are always available. They have been through this with hundreds of parents and students and they can guide you in the right direction. If you're concerned about should my child take an AP class or should my child take an on-level class, um, definitely consider AP. Sometimes, you know, you've got a, a student that they're just intimidated by the title or they are afraid that they won't pass the test. Well, taking the AP class, that is a success. That's a win, whether you pass the test or not. Because when their child goes off to college, they're ready, they're equipped, they've seen some of the material before, and where other students may be struggling, they will feel like they're waiting in a baby pool. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I used to tell my own child this, and then she would remind me that I would say this, it would be better to make a B or a C in an AP class than to have a 4.0 and make an A in an honors class because the rigor of that class is going to make a difference when you take the ACT. There's a direct correlation of the rigor of the class you take and how successful you are. And colleges look a lot more at the ACT than, um, you know, than they may look at your GPA because GPAs are, are changed from school district to school district. And so uh, I always encouraged her. She, she took a few. We didn't overload ourselves. Some people took five, and we'd kind of randomly put those in areas that we thought was, was you know, had her interest. And, uh, and she will tell you that it served her well, that when she got to uh, Samford University, that uh, the rigor of the work there was was you know, sometimes not as, as as hard as what she had taken with a person at her high school. And I know that's true. I talked to one of our former students the other day. Those classes you took, when you get to that class at university, sometimes you're like, thank you, Mrs. or Mr. So-and-so for being that difficult and challenging because now this all these friends of mine at the university are struggling, you know, and I'm not, you know. Uh, so, Dr. Donaldson, one thing you would share with parents. I would say ask questions. Do not hesitate to ask us questions. Um, ask, ask the counselors at the schools or the administrators or the teachers. The teachers attend our curriculum fairs so they can explain the program opportunities to students. They want to talk to students and parents because they want more students in their programs. Sure. Contact us at the district office. Ms. Powell and I are here to help answer questions as well. There are over 12,000 students in our school system, and there are four counselors at Bob Jones and four counselors at James Clemens. So there are a few counselors to a lot of students, but there are several different individuals in our school system who can help answer questions. We have four and five teachers in our career academies at each high school. They can help answer questions. Like I said, the administration, and we are always here to answer questions. So if you need to reach out, you can email Ms. Powell. Your email is? S. Powell. S. Powell. And, and Dr. Donaldson, your email is? H. Donaldson. And mine is ed.nichols, and they all end the same way, at madisoncity.k12.al.us. If you can't get some type of information from the school, then just email us and we will get a contact from the school to, to help you because we want you to be able to make good decisions for your student. And to folks out there that don't have kids, 
I hope you walk away knowing how blessed we are in this community that we have 54 career uh, choices at the middle school and hundreds at the high school and that our students have the opportunity to take the most challenging, rigorous classes. And we see that. I mean, we had how many national merit finalists this year, Dr. Donaldson? 37? Um, somewhere around that number. The most of any school district in Alabama. Well, that happens because students take the rigor that is presented and that the teachers in our buildings work hard to make sure those students meet that demand and not only give it to them, but support them to be successful. And so, well, thank you so much, ladies. Uh, of course, I appreciate uh, Russell Johnson that he and Rachel work through our podcast. John Peck's here today. Miss John, make sure all the local media and people understand what's going on in Madison City Schools. And um, there's a great, this is a great opportunity and a great time, a very exciting time for moms and and, and dads and families and kids and to get all that going on. So um, you've been sitting with the suit. We hope you have a great day and you've learned a little more about Madison City Schools.